You see what time it is? Yeah, son, I know it's 10 a.m. Great morning, America. Great morning, America. Wake them spirits up because y'all are now tuned into another New Music Sunday review. View with your boy, Mr. CSA 2 Daisy. So y'all know what to do. Turn the radios all the way up. Let's get it happening. Turn your b- 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 radios up. You're tuned in to the New Music Sunday Review Radio Show with our very own Mr. CSA 2 Keezy. Great day, America. Great day, America. Or may I say great day to the coach. So let's go ahead and wake them spirits up because you are now tuned into another new Music Sunday review. And I am your host, Mr. CSA 2 Daisy. And of course, I'm reporting live from the ATL as well as all over the globe. And I have another dope episode lined up for each and every one of you. And guess what? It's Aquarius season, y'all. And your boy will be celebrating another year of life this month. And I'm feeling excited and blessed to still be here to see another year. So without further ado, let's get this show started with this kingdom banger from gospel rap recording artist, Aaron Patterson titled Thirsty. And then I'm going to follow it up with some spiritual R&B and soul from my bro, Pastor Mike Jr. with his new banger titled Thankful. And I'm going to end the music break off with a little trap gospel with a new banger from Chrissy titled Blood. And then after all of that, I'm gonna give y'all them birthday shout outs. So it's your boy, Mr. CSA2 Gazy, and you are now listening to the new Music Sunday Review. So turn the radio up. Let's go. Turn your radios up. You're tuned in to the new Music Sunday Review radio show with our very own Mr. CSA2 Gazy. This is a Coalition Kingdom certified banker. Are you serious? So you know it stamped with the streets approval. Thirsty for more. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
got so many chances, I can't move the same Satan try to catch me like a devil, not today This life ain't easy, I can't do it in my own strength Lord, I need your help I don't wanna do it myself He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled God said, I can't do anything for you until you get thirsty for it Till you get radical about it Till you go after it with all of your might Slap your neighbor, tell them I'm thirsty It could've been me It's crazy, and you're not tuned in with the big homie, Mr. CSA2K, on the number one urban and hip hop gospel morning show on the planet, the New Music Sunday Review. Keep sleeping on Kyle Blow. Keep sleeping on Kyle. 
Because the day you celebrate, break. Happy birthday to you. I want to celebrate it with you. So let's go ahead and shout out some birthdays. Yeah. Okay, everybody. I hope y'all enjoyed those bangers I played during my music break. Because that was a great way to kick off this show. So now let's go ahead and get into some birthdays. Yes. And I want to kick off this birthday segment by, by saying happy heavenly birthday to two legends. Yes. Reggae icon Bob Marley and baseball legend and Hall of Famer Babe Ruth. They both would have celebrated birthdays today. So may their memories continue to rest well with those that love them both. And also, I would like to say happy heavenly birthday to the former president, Ronald Reagan. Okay, a lot of y'all don't like him. I ain't got nothing to do with it. So happy heavenly birthday to you, Mr. Reagan, ex-president Reagan. Now, let's go ahead and let's continue with those that are still here. Okay, rock star and lead singer of Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose turns 60 today, rapper Kid Cudi turns 38, and ex-NBA player Stan Humphries turned 36 years old today. And before I go to this music break, I want to say happy belated birthday to my princess, my mini-me, my heartbeat, and my little rug rat. Yes, Annabella Barnes. She turned the big four last week and we celebrated her real big this past weekend so she had herself a ball and i was warmed in my heart by just watching her enjoy another year so i love you princess and may god continue to bless you with many more and bless me to see those many more you know what i'm saying so also rapper cameron he celebrated he celebrated hit his birthday this past week, as well as TikTok star Tabula Brown, ex-NFL legend and Hall of Famer, Lawrence Taylor, rapper Kevin Gates, R&B legend Bobby Brown, movie actor Michael Sheen, and I want to also once again send a happy, heavily belated birthday to both baseball legend and Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, as well as Trayvon Martin. Now, make sure y'all hit me up at the official Mr. CSA2K on IG 
and Mr. CSA2K on everything else, meaning Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and everything. And give me all your birthdays as well as anniversaries so I can shout you out. Also, follow the show's IG page at New Music Sunday Review. So now, let's get back to some more music as I open this music break up with this new banger from D1 featuring 1K Few and Aha Gazelle titled My Brothers. And then I'm going to give y'all some more bangers and I'll be back with the scripture of the day. So it's your boy, Mr. CSA 2 Daisy, and you are now locked into the number one syndicated urban and hip hop gospel morning show on the planet. You figure deal me, turn your radios up. What's poppin', y'all? It's your boy, D1. And right now, you rockin' with my dude, Mr. CSA 2K himself. Let's get it, man. Yeah. What time in here? Like, like 12. 12 
Y'all, it's Makiba, aka Makiba the Diva, aka Songs by Mac. And you are now tuned in to the New Music Sunday Review with my bro, Mr. CSA2K, the new number one urban and hip hop gospel radio show in the South. It's the camp. Started from the bottom, from the gray concrete. Rolls breaking through the trouble around me. For the water that will grow my seed Always knew God had a bigger plan for me Cause it don't mean nothing, don't care where you've been All that matters is you keep pushing Ain't nothing too hard, you can do all things Nothing in my way, I keep striving Don't you let the struggle paralyze your dreams I had to realize the worry of me I may fall down ten times But I hold to the promise that I can do all things so Ain't no obstacle or weapon formed against me. You can prosper so no. When I was done or not, God pulled up right on time. All that light got a little shine. Despite the darker days and places that I've been in my life, it was never too late for me to get right like, woo! Get the Holy Ghost. If I give my all, Lord will do the most. Yes, yes. For the peace of mind, life is so divine. Just forgive and let go. Amen. All words, no doubts, people saw it that will feed in your soul. Cause you can overcome, nothing can't be done through the lie when you know. Crook. Cause it don't mean nothing, don't care where you've been. All that matters is you keep pushing. It ain't nothing too hard, you can do all things. Nothing in my way, I keep striving. Don't you let the struggle paralyze your dreams. I had to realize the worry of me. I may fall down ten times, but I hold to the promise that I can do all things. We finna go ahead and get into the scripture today. Every Sunday, like I'm holding service there. Like I say, we all need a scripture, so let's get it. Church. So for today's scripture of the day, I will be reading from Proverbs chapter one, verses seven through ten, and it goes like this: The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
but fools despise wisdom and instructions. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thee, consent thou not. See, I got them bloopers. Forgive me, Lord. Now, according to this scripture, don't be a fool to be fooled by fools. Let me repeat that. Don't be a fool to be fooled by fools. Okay. Learn, live, and abide by the word of life, for God will grant thee everlasting life. Don't be an example of your ignorance and the result of your foolish pride. Take heed to instructions that bring light to your tomorrow and avoid instructions that bring blindness to your next step for the destination of the blind is darkness with no possible light as well as death with no possible rest like my heavenly father told me 10 years ago either you live by purpose or die by example either way he will use you and your ignorance will always affect those that you that you are trying to protect no, so no one is safe when your walk becomes reckless. So can the congregation please repeat after me? You do not have to be perfect to be purposed. Just be willing and faithful and allow God to do the rest within you. You bigger deal me. Now, let's get back to some more music and I will be back with a little sports talk. So turn your radios up. What's good? It's your boy Teddy P, and you're now listening to my bro, Mr. CSA2K, on the number one urban and hip-hop gospel morning show on the planet, The New Music Sunday Review. Let's get it. Yeah. Wait a second, let me brag on my God. Hear the truth, yeah, he's showing off. Yeah, I promise he never took a loss. If I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Wait a second, let me brag on my God Hear the truth, I ain't just telling y'all You can count it, he never took a loss And if I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all Hold on, wait a second, let me brag on my I love my God, to keep them bands on me And you may say I'm tripping, I'm your fan only I love the time that we be spending low-key And I know they rockin' with me when it's hands on me, oh This is all I know I know you riding with me when the time's getting low So I be on a mission to your plan, I go And I can tell you right Wait a second, let me brag on my God. Hear the truth, yeah, he's showing off. Yeah, I promise he never took a loss. If I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Wait a second, let me brag on my God. Hear the truth, I ain't just telling y'all. You can count it, he never took a loss. And if I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Hold on, wait a second, let me brag on my. Every time I think about your love, love, love. Finally got somebody I can trust, trust, trust. Why you keeping me? I really just don't know. As you can see, we got it going up, oh, oh. Yeah, because of you. And when I got you beside me, I can't lose. And all the hating, they talking, it ain't true. And I'ma tell the world, cause they gotta know. You protect me from every weapon. And every lesson has a blessing. And there's a reason why I'm rapping. Hold on, wait a, wait a second, wait a second, let me brag on my God. 
Hear the truth, yeah, it's showing off. Showing off. Yeah, I promise you never took a loss. If I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Wait a second, let me brag on my God. Hear the truth, I ain't just telling y'all. You can count it, he never took a loss. And if I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Hold on, wait a second, let me brag on my. Brag on my. Brag on my. Wait a second, let me brag on my God. Hear the truth, yeah, it's showing off. Yeah, I promise he never took a loss. If I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Wait a second, let me brag on my God. Hear the truth, I ain't just telling y'all. You can count it, he never took a loss. And if I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Hold on, wait a second, let me brag on my. Yo, this is George Rose, and you are now listening to my bro, Mr. CSA2K, on the number one urban and hip-hop gospel morning show on the planet. This is the New Music Sunday Review. What you do to me, I can't get you out my head. Who you living rent-free? Now, everyone, let's go ahead and get into some sports talk. And man, I am so ready to get into some sports talk. And I want to kick everything off with last Sunday's NFC and AFC championship games. Man, hey, yo, it was off the chain. But first, I want to start off by congratulating Joe Burrow 
and the Cincinnati Bengals organization for winning the AFC championship and winning the opportunity to play in Super Bowl 56. And they will be facing Matthew Stafford in the LA Rams. Now, I have to say that, you, you know, I'm kind of glad that the Rams, you know, won because I feel that they will be a better matchup against Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Nothing against the 49ers, but my but I'm an LA baby to the core. So it feels right to see LA playing in LA for the Super Bowl. So no matter how much I enjoy this year's Super Bowl, the Washington football team is still my ride or die. Or whatever name, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, they still my ride or die. The Washington Redskins, I don't care what they call us. We, we will forever be the Washington Redskins in my book. So now, since I'm talking about ride or dies, let's talk a little NBA. And I want to discuss how my, you know what I'm saying? How my Lakers, man, my Lakers are giving me heartburn, stomach ulcers, anxiety attacks, all of it. You know what I'm saying? And also, you know, hey, man, Russell Westbrook, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I guess, you know, we don't mind by dying by the drugs. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because we're dying by the drugs. Because this man turns over the ball. And it's not only that he turns over the ball, y'all. It's just that, like, if you look at John Morant, the game that they lost against the Sixers, he came back out and he admitted. He said, hey, this, no, don't blame nobody else. Blame me. I'll take that blame. And he pointed out why. He pointed out his mistakes. And that's what makes John Morant a great player. Now, with Russell Westbrook, he always give this speech about, you know, that's just what winners do. Nah, it, nah, bro. No. You need to see your wrongs, admit your wrongs, then sit down and correct your wrongs. Because if you don't do that, bro, you are out of here. And the way you playing, man, I don't see no other team pick you up. I'm not saying the team won't pick you up, but I don't know. But all I know is seeing us lose games that we should be winning is very hurtful. So I don't know what we plan on doing, but whatever it is, please do it soon because I can't take it anymore. And I know a lot of Laker Nation fans can't take it anymore either. This is driving me crazy. I've already lost the top. I'm already, I'm already ball. I'm already losing hair. I don't want to lose my skin. So get it together. Now. The game still, now the game itself is still enjoyable to watch. You know, like I said, you know, teams like Memphis, John Moran and them, and Miami, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, Miami and Golden State as well. You know, but I want my Lakers in the mix and back on top where they should be. You know, so hopefully changes will be made soon that will help us down the stretch. But if not, then this would definitely be a difficult season. You know, and um, also why I'm talking about down the stretch is we're coming up to the All-Star Weekend. So shouts out to LeBron James for being captain of the West and shouts out to Kevin Durant for once again being the captain of the East. But I will say this right here. Right now, Team LeBron is undefeated in the, in, in the All-Stars. So let's continue that winning streak as winning the All-Stars and keeping it in the West. And on that note right there, let's go ahead and get back into some music. And I will be back with some real, raw, and random news. So as your boy, Mr. CSA 2 Casey, and you already know what you're locked into. So go ahead and turn your radios up. You figure deal, man. Love, and you are now listening to Mr. CSA2K on the number one urban and hip hop gospel morning show 
on the planet. The new Music Sunday Review. Yeah, hella man, wait for it. I remember all night I used to pray for it. Me and Dave was on the ground like a skateboard. I look up to the sky any day, Lord. We ain't even know we was headed straight for it. Thought I got a message kind of random. This one for the people from the birds to the bando. Ain't no problem big enough that God couldn't handle. Came through, came loose, fully loaded with the ammo. So don't worry about it. See a hater do the swear, now you heard about it. We been putting in this work when you talk this big and your wins this big. Everybody about to know about yeah. it. About to know about Everybody it. about to know. We was about that action, but we glad we let it go. He took me my highest when I kept my spirit low. They know we don't even care about who though. I listen to God, now we getting flued out. Yeah, cause I can feel it in the air 
There's nothing that you can do, you never stop it. Teaching the schools, never went to college. The best thing that I ever did was move to Charlotte. Now, trying to get my message out in the public. But you need to help me tell them that you love it. You don't think it's time, so I know you bugging. You ain't coming now, and you ain't never coming. So I'm off to the races all through the day. Telling everybody that's around. We can feel it in the air. Yeah. I have some pretty big news. You should probably be sitting for this. I, I hope y'all ready because I'm, I'm gonna give y'all some real, raw, and random news. What you know about that? What you know about that? So kick back and let's be entertained with your boy, Mr. CSA2. Guys! So now in today's real, raw, and random news, y'all, I want to talk about Prince Andrews as well as I want to talk about a Cobb County pervert. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's kick things off with um, old the Duke of York, Mr. Prince Andrews. And the header goes like this. After being charged with a big sexual assault charge, could Meghan Markle be called to speak at Prince Andrews, a.k.a. the Duke of York? Silver civil trial. Now, according to this, Meghan Markle could be called as a witness in Prince Andrew's sexual assault lawsuit. And according to the attorney, David Boyce, they are expecting her to tell the truth. Nothing but the truth. So help her God about what she saw. Now, attorney Boyce told the Daily Beast last month that Miss Markles may have important knowledge of allegations that Andrew abused Miss Jufflet three times which she was when she was 17. Now, Prince Andrew has already given up his membership at the historic Royal and Ancient Golf Club at St. Andrew Andrews in Scotland, and the senior royals have already informed Andrews to not fight his sexual lawsuit at trial. Now, I don't think that they have petrichor soap in prison and for those that don't know about that right there that's a hundred and fifty dollar bar of soap yes one bar and also i don't know what they do to rich booty in new york prisons but may god cover him in mercy and grace because he is if he is found guilty he is going to need every inch of grace and mercy and on that note in other news a cobb county school staff member of Ackwood, Georgia, was arrested a little over a week ago on unlawful surveillance and cruelty to children at Blackwell Elementary School located north of Marietta, Georgia. Now, old pervert, now, Justin Julian, 37, of Ackwood, Georgia, was booked into Cobb County Jail on January 28th, according to the jail's website. 
The list of charges for Julian included unlawful eavesdropping or surveillance and cruelty to children. Documents filed at the Magistrate Court of Cobb County state Justin C. Julian is accused of placing a camera in a Blackwell Elementary School bathroom and watching two 10-year-old students and one eight-year-old student use the urinal. Now, Julian was accused of three counts of felony eavesdrop and surveillance and one count of first-degree child cruelty. Now, the spiritual side of me is saying that even a man of this unlawful acts can be forgiven by God. However, and I mean, however, I do have a flesh side as well. And that side of me is saying, make an example of this man and leave him to perish. Now, how sick can you be to look at little boys while they're using the restroom private? I wonder what people get out of that. You know, well, I said like this, the thirst is real, but believe you me, the life behind bars is even more real. And on that note right there, Let's go back to another music break and I will be back with my, you, you know what I'm saying, my unfiltered segment. So it's your boy, Mr. CSA to Daisy, and you are now locked into another New Music Sunday review. So go ahead and turn your radios up. Let's go. What it do is your boy 1KP Sun. And right now, you're locked in with the big homie, Mr. CSA2K. If I fall to die, don't you let me stay. Please leave me on. Help me find my way. If I fall to Help me find my way 
I wanna talk to you. I wanna talk to you. Just break. Keandra Lockett, and you're rocking with my bro, Mr. CSA2 Keezy. Turn your radios up.
It's gonna be lit! Unfiltered. So in today's unfiltered segment, I will be talking about why are insecurities taking over our black culture? Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because a lot of us are unhappy with who we are and where we are. You know, and we all have been created with significant skill sets to help us throughout our life journey, but we seem to overwhelm those skill sets by comparing ourselves to others or by packing our buggies, you know what I'm saying? You know, overpacking our capabilities. You know, our buggies full of capabilities. We seem to overpack them. So now, we need to go and get substitutes in order to sustain, and then all that turns into unwanted pressures that create an expectation well out of our means. So now we have to live uncomfortably in, you know what I'm saying, in order to look happy to others, yet we are so miserable and unhappy with ourselves. Now, I learned that your peace is connected to your understanding, which is connected to faith in your understanding, according to God's instructions for your life. So now, we become unhappy with others and everybody around us because we have created these unreachable boundaries only because we don't want to struggle and we want to live how we feel we should be living. 
funny to say that we don't even know what life is really, you know what I'm saying, what life really is. So what we look at as life is really the makeup that we use to cover our unhappiness. From women messing with their bodies to men refusing to commit to one woman, even men that choose to build this material wall around them to feel more important or more in power or superior in order to disguise their own insecurities with what the world considers living. Now, we all have fallen victim to these acts and because of that, depression is at a high toll in our black communities because instead of us enjoying the life that God gave us, we're too busy trying to overcome a struggle that we gave ourselves. Now, I'll give you an example. Do you remember when you were young? And you were happy with the little things in life because you had a lot in family, friends, and members. And you didn't know what you didn't have until you saw somebody else with it. Now, that's when you told yourself that you could have it too. And that was the beginning of your own depression and insecurities. Now, only because you became unhappy with your blessed, with your blessings based upon another person's blessings and you didn't even know what it took for them to get it or what they had to, you know what I'm saying, what they had to sacrifice. So you embody another person's depression cover-up because you thought that was living. Well, in the Bible, God talks about treasures of heaven and how peace is more valuable than anything this world can offer. So I say to you, the day you become happy with yourself, and not with the things you put in, on, or around yourself. You will never experience what true happiness is. And don't hold your friendships or relationships hostage, seeking for them to give you that. That should be already with you to share with others that seem to not recognize their own. And while I let all this marinate on your spirit flesh, your mindset, and your shanana, Let's get back to some more music and I will be back with today's Spotlight Artist of Today. So it's your boy, Mr. CSA 2 Casey, and I hope you enjoyed this dope episode of New Music Sunday Review. So let's go ahead and get into some music. Yeah. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Rudy Currents, and you're now listening to the New Music Sunday Review with the big homie, Mr. CSA2K, on the number one urban and hip-hop gospel morning show on the planet. Dear Father, yeah, I know you see me. I cannot hide, you know what I have done. Yet you decided to love me anyway No, I cannot lie How do you see beyond my flaws? No, I, I don't know why you would save somebody like me I can still see the good when it's all bad What kind of love is this That will lay down his life just for me None great 
can still see the good when it's all CSA2K is playing it. Then it's official. <laughs> you figure, dear me? I wish everybody knew my god the hell up the cancer killer Wish I could switch I could pep up a lick up protect some livers Wish my dogs was safe From pressures they face Wish our world wasn't programmed to see thug on my face Wish I knew it'd be better for my kids They wouldn't grow up with violence Wish our leaders was qualified to get more than dollar signs If I have to, we can skip the hassle Show you what them facts do They say he a natural, but we need supernatural We need supernatural The way he acts, though, it seems so supernatural I know some churches are filled with villains Living for them dollar bills, they stealing I wish you see all the men and women Really living by what his wills revealing I wish nobody was tricked in the thick of Jesus Is what Republicans be feeling I'm glad he's coming again, revealing His sin's the villain Aye. I wish I'd pray more often By surviving this cave, I'm tossing I know he listening We can tell by what it costs And if he turns on my mic And tunes into these sound bites I hope my prayer sound right My soldier might sound like If I have to, we 
can skip the asshole Show you what them feds do They said he a natural But we need supernatural We need supernatural The way he acts do It seems so supernatural Natural, natural We need supernatural You can check the facts too We need supernatural Yo, we need supernatural We need supernatural <laughs> Check the math too, bro We need supernatural Y'all ready? Cause I'm ready. Cause we finna go ahead and bring in the spotlight artist of the day. Gotta get a good seat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bigger deal, man. Turn, Turn your up. radios Turn up. Turn up your radios, Turn your radios, radios up. up. Yeah. You're now listening to the New Music Sunday Review Spotlight Artist of the Day. Okay, everybody. Once again, we are back for another Spotlight Artist of the Day. And right now... This man is bigger than a spotlight artist. He is actually an executive that has inspired and put in position, you know what I'm saying, a lot of artists and actually helped artists' careers either by knowledge, consultation, or sound structure. And without further ado, I have with me co-founder and CEO of Patchwork Studios, one of the most known and most popular studios in Atlanta, Mr. Curtis Daniels III. So what's good, bro? How you been, man? Oh, man, all's good, man. Nothing to complain about, man. Life's great. Um, not too many bad days around here, man, so life's good. Uh, family's all healthy, and um, we're blessed to be as busy as we've, as we've ever been over the last 25 years, so life's good. Yo, well, um, I want to kick everything off by asking you, where are you originally from and how did you get started in music? Um, I'm originally from Carson, California, which is in um in LA. Um, we always tell people if you if you're not from, you know, LA is the county and the city. So if you're from California, you'll get specific about saying from Carson. And if you're from Carson, then you're gonna want to know what neighborhood, which is the patch. That's why we call patchwork, putting in work for the patch. But uh, originally from Carson, California, um, the music thing, it's just been, um, I feel like I'm in the same role that I've always been in because I don't do any music, I don't produce, I don't rap, I don't write songs or do anything. Um, I always tell people I, I consider myself the last fan because I'm just a fan and um, I actually, I'm a businessman. So I'm in the business of music. And um, so I always tell people, man, my mom's name is Mahalia. Right, so she's named after Mahalia Jackson. And um, like most, you know, black kids or, or, or people who like music, you grew up. Um, you know, I was born in, in 72, so the 70s and 80s, man, we had chores. And you got up every morning, cleaned up your house, and you know, you, we used to only have one or two TV channels. <laughs> and so you would, you would clean up listening to music, man. And, and everything you did was music when you went in the car, when we went on vacation. When, when people had parties. So I just grew appreciation with music. I never, I don't ever know, recall a, time, a, a part of my life when music wasn't a part of it. Um, I literally feel like I don't have to say a lot. Like if you follow me on social media, a lot of times I'll always have music and there's a message in the music because I feel like I've heard a song that addresses everything that ever comes up in my life. 
Um, so the music's been around, but how we got into the music industry was one of my childhood friends. Um, it's an artist named Razkaz. He started rapping and we thought he was dope. And my other homeboy, uh, Bob Whitfield, was one of the best uh, football players. He got drafted by the Falcons. He, he had a whole bunch of money. And um, we, we literally just, we were very naive. We just, I mean, everybody said, get him a demo and he can get a record deal. So he put up the money to do a demo and nobody wanted to sign him. So us still being young and naive, we decided we'd do our own record label. And we put it out, created a bidding war, signed with Priority. After we did his first album, we seen how much money we spent in the studio and production and we decided to do our own studio. Oh, well, um, I can actually remember, I want to say it was 96. I, I want to say it was 98. I think it was 98, 97. That um, when I was actually rapping a long time ago and I was living in a small town called Dublin, Georgia. The first studio that I actually was introduced to was Patchwork and the first professional engineer I was introduced to was California and I will never forget that moment and that day where I met Razcast inside of Patchwork while me and my group members because I was in a group back then we actually did our first we cut our first three recording sessions in Patchwork that was my first experience on the serious side to to the music you know what I'm saying industry by being in that environment yeah, you was early. That was a Cal Funnies, how you say his name, Cal Long with the Dreads, about six. Yeah, years. yeah. And you know that the funny thing is that the the blessing of being around here for 20, 26 years is that when you when you hear those stories, right? And if he was a bad person, you'd probably be scared to hear them stories because you might be thinking like at that point in your life where you're treating people right. But man, it's, it's been such an honor for people to share those stories and tell me that, you know, hey, along. And so that means you were in our old building. Yes, the first so, building, yes. First yeah. building, yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like, man, it, it it just makes you proud when people be like, man, I, I, I you don't know this, man, but I came to your establishment way back in 1998. And if you saying that it was your first studio, that was your dream. Yes, yes, it was. Saved. We hit big the first time. Yeah, you saved up <laughs> your money. Y'all, y'all practiced them songs. Y'all picked y'all best beats. Y'all was putting y'all best foot forward, and y'all chose us. And and that that has always meant a lot to me, and it's never been lost on me that man, these people are are chasing the dream, and we can help them achieve it if we do our job. You know what I mean? And so. I'm, I'm happy when people, it doesn't, it doesn't make me cringe when somebody be like, you know, some people be like, when you hear somebody call your name and they, how you know me? And you be wondering what you was doing. <laughs> I'm always happy when people tell us, cause I feel like we've been, we've been fair since day one. And we've been, um, been providing excellent customer service since 95. And it's always been about you. New clients is what it's always been about. So, um, since I gave my, one of my most memorable moments being a patchwork. Um, what are some of your most memorable moments, you know what I'm saying, um, during those times all the way to now? I mean, there's a few, you know, for, for us as a business, you know, I think a memorable moment was when we opened up the facility that we're in here. Um, you know, we, we look at studios in three ranges. We look at studios as home range studios, mid-range studios, and world-class facilities. And we started out kind of like at a, at a mid-range facility and we were able to uh, provide our city and our state with a world-class facility that's 
100% commercial studio. It doesn't belong to, you know, Jermaine Dupree or Dallas Austin's or Bobby Brown and anybody like you can have access to the studio. So that was a big moment, um, bringing that SSL J9000, spending $1.3 million on a console and bringing it to Georgia and then being only the second place in the whole world to have a duality in a 9,000 under one roof was a big deal. Um, as far as clients, you know, our first sessions were, they were humbling and educational and they were a blessing, you know, to be able to start off with organized noise and cut your teeth with outcasts was crucial. I mean, we learned a lot and they were important because back then we were doing, you know, those guys were instrumentalists. They were, they were using live musicians. And so we had to be good at what we were doing and it made it easy for us to work with people just working on drum machines. But when you got live musicians from Organized Noise and then you working on Outkast and, you know, they had their first album, we missed the first album, but from the second album on, we had an opportunity to work with them. For me, um, you know, man, you know, I, 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 I got to set, I set up in that studio. I'm never in the studio, but I did. I ain't gonna lie, I sat in there for about eight hours a day, two days in a row when uh, the minister was here at Farrakhan and got to sit with him and talk to him and hear a bunch of stories about, you know, him coming up in the seventies and, you know, he's, he plays the, uh, the violin and we was making his album. And then being from LA, you know, we, we got the call when Dr. Dre worked for a week. He booked the studio, both rooms for a week, and he was here and it brought out the city. And then of course, you know, doing the Snoop and Nate Dogg. And, um, you know, me as a hip hop fan, man, there's some things that I didn't believe and I didn't know if they was real. So when we did Twister, I found my way into the room because I wanted to see if he can really rap that fast. <laughs> I wanted to see if E-40 can do it and he, they both mm -hmm. did it and then and then it was like almost like an out of body experience when Scarface was here because he's funny like but when you listen to his music and see his interviews you kind of think he's serious all the time and man he'd be bagging on you so much and tell so many jokes and be laughing through the studio so it's almost like he has two voices when he bagging on you and laughing and talking, he just be so happy and laughing. And then when it go in the booth, you'd be like, damn, that's the real Scarface voice right there. You know what I mean? So, and then, and then also uh, Patti LaBelle was big for me. And one of my childhood all time favorites was Regina Bell. And when she came in the studio, it took about four or five times that she was here before I even spoke to her because I was so intimidated by her. And, um, but she was very nice and we got a good relationship now. So, so um, with, with all these heavy hitters and all these goats and all these legends that you didn't actually name, what was it like receiving your first plaque and who was the artist, you know what I'm saying? And what was the project where y'all received your first plaque as a student? Um, Outcast, Equimini. I mean, it was a trip. Watching the video, me and you, yo, mom, you know what I mean? We worked on that. That was our first project, man. So we hit the ground rolling, and then that rolled us into Goody Mob. And then the first time seeing ourselves like on a on a major platform is if you know if people go back and look at um, Goody Goody Mob Soul Food video, the actual video. Anytime you see them, whether it's Andre or CeeLo them in the studio, we shot that at the studio. Um, so that plaque was, you know, we 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 were so excited that we kind of jumped out there early because the single, I think, might have went gold really quick. So we ordered us a gold single. So we got that one. 
Then it went platinum. So then we ordered a platinum plaque. Then it went double platinum. And we were so happy. And then, you know, that thing went triple and all that stuff. So when you walk through the studio, you may see three or four plaques of that equipment because man, we was we wanted to we we used to all of these plaques that you see now. Back in the day in our lounge, you would just see black and white eight by ten headshots of the artist. And the big thing was if you had them signed. So instead of having plaques on the wall, people would walk in and we would buy eight by ten picture frames and put the the black and white headshot of the artist. And when they signed it, that was your credibility of hey man, these people came to the studio. And um, so to go from the eight by ten pictures to the plaques on the wall, I mean you would have to take off, you know. You, you still, even when we got the first plaque, you kept the pictures because mm -hmm. you, you, you didn't have no idea you're going to earn over three or 400 of them. And then once we kind of got going, we was like, okay, well, man, we got the real deal. We don't we don't have to do the eight by 10 pictures. We, we can put some plaques on the wall. And, um, and the plaques are expensive. You know, they don't give them to us. Back in the day, LaFace was very good about, they would give the artists and the engineers a plaque, but the studios, we would have to pay for them. And each one of these plaques probably costs between 350 to 500 bucks. So they get to be costly, but that's what people want to see when they come in. You know, the logo and the plaques are what most of the videos and pictures are in the console. So we just kind of look at it as, as a marketing expense and um, we, we try to keep up with them. But nowadays, these projects are certifying so fast that, that it's hard to keep up. And we probably got about over 90 or 100 plaques that we hadn't ordered yet you know what i mean mm. so um speaking of the music today you know what i'm saying and just the way things have evolved and everything um what are your thoughts about how the music culture has changed and all the different ways that music is promoted now i think so i i i hear that question and so for where we're at like as a recording studio I always challenge people on that statement because I, I'll say it really hasn't changed for us. You know, the music still has to be, the beat still got to be thought out. The artist still got to write the song. It still has to be recorded, mixed and mastered. Now, the thing to me that has changed is the, the format that it's on. So it went from vinyl and then went the cassette, went the CDs, it went from reels. Used to have half inch reels went the vinyl, eight track, cassette, CDs, and now it's digital. But for us, it's more of the same, except for these people got more money. The label's making way more money, more, way more money. They don't have any, they don't have as, as, as big of ex expenses producing the product that they putting out. They selling it, you know, probably for way more margins, even though the CD was $20, the cost of it, you know, the spread may have been whatever. So they making just as much money. So for us, it's that record, even though it's getting distributed differently, the process of making it hasn't changed because the process of making it has been successful and what people enjoy. Um, it's quicker and, and there's a lower bar of entry, which in my opinion, affects the outcome in the product. When you think back when hip hop, first started, people didn't believe in it. The people in the offices didn't believe in it. And so they really only signed the best of the best. And even though you were the best of the best, think about it, they only gave you a single deal with a B-side. So our favorite artist, 
Eric B and Rakim came out with My President and My Melody on the single. And then if that was good enough, they gave you a deal. Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh, one of the best groups, only had a single, the Showtime, show, the show and Lottie Dottie, right? You know what I mean? They gave these LL, they gave Beastie, they gave them singles, Curtis Blow, to prove that you were one of the best because they didn't think that this art form was profitable. Then what happened when those best of the best people start making that money, then all the little capitalist people start saying that we need to get an artist and the, the standard lowered and they just start putting anything out. So I, you know, I kind of was cool with it, but now it's just, it's just oversaturated. You know what I mean? We, the, the best of the best aren't the only ones getting these deals. You know what I mean? And that's so true. So um, with all the do-it-yourself technology coming out now, do you think that there will be a strong need for recording studios in the next 10 years, especially with how they are implementing the strong need for social distancing? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, for me, I'll give you an example because you were a client. Um, you're you're the perfect uh, test case because we, we're, we're your dream studio, right? And we're competing against your dreams and your imagination. So it's hard. It's almost like a woman that has never been married. She's marrying into a fantasy. And then sometimes they'd be disappointed because it's hard. It's more work than what you think it is. Without the smaller and the home range studios, there was nothing for you to compare us against except for your dreams. Now, when people go to these smaller studios or deal with these homer studios or whatever, they can literally see the difference. And so this is no difference than, I guess there won't be a need for restaurants because you can cook at home. Or I guess there won't be a need for gyms because you can work out at home. But the difference is there's a manufacturer of gym equipment and they make a home version and they make a pro version. These audio equipment manufacturers make consumer electronics and they make pro electronics. If you think that treadmill that you got at home is the same as that treadmill at LA Fitness or, or Bold's Gym, you out of your mind. You know what I mean? They got the same label, but they got different parts in there. So we literally have a different product, but our job is to communicate to people. And when people come in here, they have to be able to tell for themselves that this weight bench feel different. When, I, when I'm at home, mine be rocking and it ain't as wide on my back or this treadmill feel like it got springs in it. So we're literally offering a different, a different product and I think that there'll always be a need for different products. Like some people, it don't matter how much money they got, if they got cooks and chefs at home, they're gonna wanna go out and experience it. And so I think that there'll always be a place for recording studios. But, you know, if you have a recording studio, and like I said, there's a home range, a mid range, and a world-class facility. I always felt that being in the middle was gonna be a struggle because you were getting ate away by the home range studios and you was getting killed by the big studios. So what people were doing was they were doing as much as they can at home, skip over the middle studio and go to the world-class facility. So that's why we consciously elevated out of that space because, you know, like I tell people, it's like, man, the pandemic happened the recession happened. And if you were a family that went out to eat four or five times a week, 
you may cut back and say, we only gonna go out once a week. But when you go out, you're not gonna be guessing about the restaurant. You're gonna go to the restaurant that you know that has superb service and great food. So you're gonna skip all that BS, but when you go out, you're gonna really wanna go out. So we, 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 we try to operate at a premium level and provide a different experience and service for people so that if they are feeling like they can do things at home, they feel like they can't do what we do at home. And, 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 and we can't trick anybody like that. They gotta be able to hear the difference, feel the difference. Just like, man, we work out at home, man, but you already know if it's a girl with a nice body running on that treadmill in front of you, you gonna run a little bit longer. Right, you gonna you gonna stay in there a little bit longer. It just it feels different. So it's an atmosphere, it's a vibe, and you're working with professionals that allow you to be creative. You don't have to worry about the power. You don't have to worry about the vocal chain. You don't have to worry about your uh, hard drive crashing. And you can be more creative. And when you're more creative and more comfortable, you come up with a better product. Mm. So, um, of course, we all know that on um, patchwork studios is not just known for you know recording some of the biggest records in the music business patchwork studios is also known for distribution you know because i was one of the artists i was like back in the day when i was an artist i always thought to myself how can i be distributed by patchwork how can i but it's like as i grew over the years from being an artist to a dj from being in the music business and just understanding the layout and everything i was like wow it's really not as hard as i thought it was years ago so with me saying that um how did the distribution side come about and how important how important is it for artists to have proper song licensing whenever they put out their music? Are right, you gonna have to ask me the second part because I'm gonna forget, but the, the how did the distribution come apart? So really for, for me, you know, like, you know, this is a trick where like, I really only add services that our clients keep asking me for or indirectly saying that they need. So way back when it was iTunes and Amazon Music, those were the only two digital distributions, di distributors. I was like, man, this is gonna be big. And as they were coming on, the labels were pulling back on the services that they provided. So I'm literally saying that we got a client, the client is used to getting all these things from the label, but the label is kind of getting rid of admin people in the background. I know because we have less admin people, less A&R, so I'm seeing them pull back on staff, and the artists have more needs and stuff. And I was like, well, we can kind of jump in and provide some of these services. So basically what we ended up doing, we had to become an aggregator for iTunes. So we went through, I went through the process and got us approved to be a iTunes aggregator so that we can put your song on iTunes. We would collect your royalties and pay out the people. And then I figured out how to do it on Amazon. All right, so now going through the process, it was a lot, man, it was a headache. The, the business was more of a headache to me for, you know, it's people that, that everybody want to put their songs up there and you may be making, you know, your money on a percentage or you charge a flat fee. We never took any of the people's money. We just took a flat fee to put the song up there. But the amount of work to manage that part of the business was a lot because people kept calling. Hey man, how did my song do it? Where are my sales at? And all this stuff. Right. And because the, the portal and the access wasn't built. The, the backup data wasn't wasn't available to give to your clients like it is now. And so then I was ahead of the curve and I and I I, I like to 
at the at the beginning of each year I, or each quarter, I usually go on the four major record labels and their investor relations section and I always listen to their investor meeting where they're bragging about while everybody over here acting like they ain't making no money, they on that telephone call telling all them investors how great of a year that they had, um, where they're making new money from, from these 360 deals. We're participating on touring with the artists. We getting, so they bragging about all the stuff that they gonna do. And then they also talk about the biggest threats to their business. And so I remember them talking about streaming coming. It's gonna be bigger than downloading and all this stuff. And so I did my homework and they kept talking about this company called Spotify. And so I, I looked them up and I, man, I tried to buy stock in Spotify and it, it was a, a privately held company. But anyway, I, I made the determination that it was going to be too much of a headache for us to manage all of these different streaming platforms. So I partnered with a company called uh, Foundation Media. I made the owner fly down, we met. And then so we do all our distribution through them. Um, it was important to do it for me because our clients needed it. And like I tell all of them, there's nobody, there's no distribution platform that can put a song anywhere that we can't put it. The only difference is we we provide customer service. If you have any questions, you can pick up the phone and call us as opposed to filling out a trouble ticket. Mm. And it's also teach, you know, about the coding and the uh, ISRC codes and the stuff that goes behind the scenes so that you're more informed um, artist or label owner. Um, so mm. it's important. It was important to do it. And um, so we added that as a service. Um, and then you asked me a, a part two to that question. It was something else about how did we do it? So that's how we got into the distribution. And then you asked me a second part. I was asking, um, so um, how important is it for an artist to have proper song licensing whenever they put out music? Yeah, so on there, it's like, you know, I think the, the licensing part is kind of like that's that's the that's the second part, right? So the licensing is if somebody wants to use your product, they're not trying to buy it to own it, they want to use it. So you grant them a license to use it. But prior to even being able to issue a license, you need to have ownership of your song. So that's the most important part to us. And that's where we we offer a package called label services where you know we get your UPC code, which is your universal product code. You got to have a barcode if you want to sell something. Nobody's entering in two beer cans at $6.99. They scan in the barcode, right? You need your ISRC codes, international standard recording codes. Those are like social security numbers for your songs. So any song that you are selling, you need an ISRC code for that version. So if you have a clean version, it has its own ISRC. If you have a dirty version, it has its own ISRC. So we provide those codes, which is the first part, but then we turn around and register those codes at the places that they need to be registered to so that when somebody plays your song or scans it, it gives you credit. And then we also do copyright, we do BDS, we do media base, and we do sound exchange. And so, the, so basically what we try to do is create our label services package where we dummy proof the song and make it so the artist can't give it away right so we're gonna monetize the youtube everything so then that way you know for me my, my goal is to try as much as possible to help our clients at least recoup the amount of money that they spent on us so if they were coming in doing recording mixing mastering and doing the, the label services 
they're going to spend about $1,600, $1,700 for everything, recording, mixing. And if they bought a beat, maybe they're going to spend $2,000, $2,200. My goal is to kind of set them up so that if that record does make any money anywhere, that it flows back to them. And then if, if you know, if, if somebody comes work here and they spend $2,500 and they make back their money, they probably going to come back here. If they come here and spend $2,500, and they lose 2200 they probably gonna be like i ain't recording any more songs so we actually trying to help people at least get they get even you know i ain't really worried about making money my, my i never if i do a new business or a new idea you'll never hear me talking about making money i'm always concerned on how do we get the money back that we spent and i feel like we can stay in business for 30 years if you break even when you go out of business is when you when you lose money and some people be, it's like, it's like people drowning. When you're in the water drowning, the harder you swim, you're going to kill the person trying to save you. Sometimes you just try to, you have to try to float and keep your head above water. So for me, with artists, that that's the goal is to be like, man, can we do anything as a business that's not going to take away from our core business to help these people own their records and generate the money that these records, you know, do. And so we do it. We provide that service for all those people. So the ownership piece and the registration comes before the licensing because if you don't have the ownership and stuff in place, you can't grant them a license, right? So licensing is second. We, we got to get the paperwork and the ownership in your name. And so what we do is we always tell people, we just add men. When we do all this registration, we don't put our name on there. We do it in your name, your company name, your phone number, your email. And the reason why we do it like that is because if you ever have any questions or problem, when you call the organization that we did the registration with, we want them to talk to you. We don't want them to say, oh, this was done under patchwork. You got to have one of them people call. So we literally just adminning it and turn it. And we, we, when we're done, we zip it up, put it in a send space folder and we send you everything. We send you the image of your barcode so that if you need to print it somewhere, you can do that. We send you all the registration with all the phone numbers. So then if you need to, if you have any problems with your record, yeah, you can call us, but you're actually the person of record. So you can call and talk to them and they'll help you out with it. That's important to me. I, don't, I wouldn't want nobody to open up a bank account for me in their name. And then when I need to call the bank, the bank tell me you need to call them. You know what I mean? So we don't do that to our customers. I think that's mm. up. So, so, um, what are your thoughts about NFTs and why do you think Kanye West turned down the offer for his music? I don't know anything about him turning down an offer. You'd have to educate me, but on the, the NFTs, again, I, I think it's a, remember, remember what we talked about. It's the same way to make the music, to make the beats, to whatever. It's just a different sales channel. You either got to go to the record store, you got to download it on iTunes, or now you can stream it, or you, you can, you know, pay YouTube and get it or whatever. So now they got another form that that can kind of cut out the middleman. You know what I mean? And I think that is great because, you know, for the people that are interested, they have an opportunity to buy into something that they like. Like they have a say, like, hey, I like this artist, he's dope. I'm gonna support what he's doing. <clears throat> And not only am I going to support what he's doing, I know that it's going directly to him. You know, I'm not I'm not enriching 
the platform or the label, this is something that he's doing. And I, th I think it's dope. And I think that, you know, when you have a limited quantity of something that's in demand, it creates value, right? So why wouldn't he do that? He knows he can make unlimited pair a number of Yeezys and Jordan can and Nike can make an unlimited pair of Jordans, but they make a limited quantity because it drives the value up. So now if he's going to make something and say, hey, I'm only going to do a thousand of these and he know he got millions of people who wants it, the value goes up and then he has lifetime participation in that, man. It ain't like if it changes hands, if one person bought it for $100 and then they keep it for three years and sell it for a thousand and two thousand. I mean, you participating lifetime in this stuff, whereas with their music, you know, or you think about like Martin Lawrence show, it's always on a new network and they showing it. But all the artists say it this year, the royalties ain't worth nothing. They don't even make anything from it. So think if that was an NFT and every time it changed hands, you know, they would be able to participate in it. And I think that, that that's what it's about. You know, these labels brought, brought along the term saying we want to participate in the touring. We want to participate in the merchandising. We want to participate when you get on a movie. We want to participate when you do a commercial. So now these artists are turning around saying that we want to participate every time my creation creates value for somebody. Dog, we want to participate. You know what I mean? I think it's brilliant. And I think, I think that the I think that what's gonna kill it is that is is if a whole bunch of people oversaturate that distribution method and keep putting out junk then people ain't gonna want to do it, right? It's just like I keep saying, it's like, man, every time we Which get they something, will. Yeah, they, every time we get something, we overdo it to death. They'll be done put a cheeseburger as an NFT. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, we, we, we keep devaluing the things that make us money. We, we go in the studio as a producer and say, man, I made that beat in three minutes. Then you go in there as an artist and be like, I didn't even write that, man. I just got up there and said that. Whereas other people, when, when if I'm building a house, these contractors try to explain to me how difficult it is to dig a hole. Well, Curtis, you know, we had to measure the soil. We had, you know what I mean? They making it seem like it was, it, it's whatever. We we keep getting in a, we keep cheapening ourselves. Oh man, you ain't got to pay me that. I can shoot this movie for 20,000. 20, you know what I mean? And so we got to get out of that habit, man. We got to, we got to talk up our value um, we got to stop giving away our resources and we got to realize how much money they generate on the other side. But people tend to think that, you know, we are cheap and we can do stuff cheaper than everybody else. So they pay us less. You know what I mean? They think we should charge less and all that stuff. And so, you know, I, I think it's good, man. I think it's going to be cool as long as we don't mess it up. Mm. So um, what type of advice would you give um, any artist like, trying to get started in the music business or getting their music career established the right way what type of art what type of advice would you give that art i would tell them that the you're like when i'm doing consultations now i start asking people whether they artists producers or managers or whatever i always be like what do you think your biggest asset is as an artist or not even you what do you think a artist's biggest asset is I get all, I got a whole, I got a whole notebook with a whole bunch of answers. Oh, his singing ability, stage performance, his personality, the songs that he chooses, you know, all this stuff. 
my, my point is to people is that your, your biggest asset as an artist is your fan base, period. If, if, in my opinion, let me preface with that. If I'm a promoter, you know, I want, I want to book you to come out and do a show. If I pay you and book you and you don't have any fans that come out that are willing to pay $25 and have two drinks, you're worthless. I don't care if you can sing. I don't care if you can rap. I don't care if you can draw, if you're whatever, you don't have any value. If I'm a company that has a product and I want you to advertise it, I want you to advertise my Yeti cup and I pay you to advertise my cup. You don't have any fans or whatever that's going to come buy my cup because you said so you don't have any value. If I'm a record label and I want to sign you as an artist, you don't have a fan base. You don't have any value. What I keep telling people is before you come up with a product or a service, you need to establish a fan base so that you can market, promote, and sell your product or service to your fan base. Because if you come out with a product or a service and you don't have a fan base, who the hell are you going to sell it to? Right? So the most important thing is these people have figured out how to buy beats, how to record them, how to mix, how to master, how to do distribution, how to pay the studios. The next step they're trying to do is run the radio or run or go do shows. But if you go do a show and nobody know you, you don't have any value. If they play your song on the radio and everybody changed to the other station, you don't have any value. So my advice to anybody, whether they're, they're opening up, I look at it bigger than music. I look at, you know, like the artist is the brand and the song is the product. And so you need to have an audience to sell your product to. So you just need to establish that. So for me, I, I think that people are working backwards. They're developing the product and then they don't have anybody to sell it to. So for instance, you could be a two-time Olympic champion in boxing. You can be undefeated. But if you Luke Paul or Joe Paul, you're going to get the fight against uh, Mayweather. The dude that's the number one contender that got the qualifications don't get to make the money. They're going to put him fighting against the other dude because he got a big fan base. The, the artist that's the dopest don't get to walk through the party no more. Uh, Kim Kardashian or the person with the following. And so in our world, it's like the influencers have figured out that the value is with the following in the fan base and they monetizing that in the music industry. The people are spending all of their time on their craft and the music, but they're not developing their fan base. So when they come up with the product, they don't have nobody to sell it to. So if I was talking to somebody young, I would be like, man, you need to establish like, and, and then the thing again is people don't seem to be honest with themselves and realize that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people you have as your fan base, they're valuable to someone. But if you're a, a, a person with a brand and a product like me and you only got a hundred fans, then no, you're not valuable to the Mercedes Benz stadium, but you are valuable to an independent clothing company or independent restaurant who if you can bring 20 people there on a Tuesday night to watch a show and pay spend $50, you are. So you kind of got to identify what your base is. Then you need to figure out who values your base and who wants to reach your customers. And then you need to take your product there and build it up. But we, we want to go from having no fans to calling MTV and saying, we want to be on the show. 
but BET doesn't value your 5,000 fans, but it's a whole bunch of people who do value it and they'll pay it for you. So that's been my advice to people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I tell people, man, if, 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 a, if a network came to you and gave you a free TV station, would you take it? And they'd be like, yeah. And then I'd be like, pull up your YouTube page. And they'd be like, I don't have one. I'd be like, you gotta be kidding me. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Like, man, you got a free TV station. You need to start building your fan base. And all of these products that come out, they all tell us a story. Think about it. They present the story before the product. Ben Johnson, his race gonna be 10 seconds running that 100 meter race, right? But before his race, they are gonna show us a video for 30 minutes. He from Jamaica, he grew up like this. And so everybody, we got it backwards. We creating the product and trying to put it out. The successful businesses and companies, they're telling a story and then they bring the product out and hook you with the story. We working backwards. So my advice to people is develop your fan base, develop your story, go tell your stories to your fan base and then your fan base will support your product. And once you get people supporting your product, you got numbers. When you got numbers, you got value, but make sure you talking to the person that appreciates your value and not trying to stand in line over here with the people who value people with way bigger numbers than you. Mm. Well, that was a whole lot right there. Like you actually gave so many jewels and so many gems from brother. And I appreciate you for actually taking out this time to give those jewels and those gems and to sit down and have this interview with me. So, um, where can people find you on social media or how can they get in contact with you if they want to get in contact with you either for consultation or recording anything yeah. like that yeah the studio our, our instagram and everything is under patchwork studio i think that's our youtube it's either patchwork studio or patchwork recording studio but it's verified so you'll find it and um you know our phone number is 404-874-9880 and then our website is uh, patchwork.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K. And, um, you know, there's links to my email address on the website. Just go to the directory and, um, you know, you go from there. And you can call up here and just say, hey, I want to do a consultation with Curtis or I want to do a tour or I need some information on rates or specials. And uh, we keep a manager in the office seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we're always here to help and the information is readily available. So um, is there anything? And it's free. Don't charge for that. (laughs) (laughs) So so is there anything that we need to look forward to coming into this new year from either you, your companies or your brands, anything? Yeah, we, you know, it's it's been tough, man. And I'm 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 not one to keep talking. And so I hadn't said a lot, but we had a, I mean, man, two years ago, we had a lot of plans. We we usually do stuff ahead of time. So like our workshops that we do, I had all 12 months laid out. I had our master classes. And then I'm like, okay, we're gonna do it again this year, start back doing stuff. And this this pandemic has kind of crippled us. So I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really hurt when we can't do anything to help up and coming independent artists. I realize that we are a resource and we bring a bunch of people together that create network opportunities. <clears throat> and it, it sucks for us not to be able to do that because that's our other business. That's why we created I Do Music is to educate and empower artists and musicians worldwide. But unfortunately, we can't do anything. And so that's why when people like you ask me to be on a show or do anything, man, there's no hesitation. I'd be like, sure, I'd love to get back and I'd love to help. Um, 
We have finished our 25th anniversary documentary. It's about a, a six or seven part series. And um, if I can't find anybody to help me to put it out, we'll be putting it out uh, before the end of the year because I'm tired of sitting on it. And, um, you know, my goal is I'm not tripping on making a bunch of money off of it. I just want it to be presented in front of as many eyeballs as possible. So I've been trying to talk to different people with maybe bigger platforms than us that could that would want to put it out. You know what I mean? And I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't come up with anybody just yet. So hopefully this year we'll get back to doing our workshops, our master classes, our tight 32 and events at the studio that are geared towards independent artists. And then hopefully we'll be able to get this documentary out and then maybe start back doing our podcast and putting out information that'll help people. Well, dope. Well, everybody, y'all heard Mr. Daniels. Look, this man has a 25-year documentary. And I'm telling y'all, they got a lot of history that will really enlighten a whole lot of y'all. So if y'all out there, y'all can actually, if y'all have resources or y'all have sources, y'all know how to get sources, or y'all connected to the resources, stuff like that, make sure y'all hit my brother up because this is some information that y'all really would like to sit down and look at. I don't care if it's on Netflix. I don't care if it's on um, Prime. I don't care if it's on whatever whatever platform it need to get on to get to the millions and the masses. This man will put in enough work for that to happen. So y'all y'all heard him. Y'all heard his interview. Make sure y'all reach out to him. And if y'all have any way to actually allow patchwork to evolve even more and to remain strong and and keep you know what I'm saying remaining to be that pillar in the music community then make sure y'all do that especially if y'all ain't allowed come on now so um once again this has been the spotlight artist of the day man and y'all make sure y'all follow my brother like y'all follow me and y'all continue to have a blessed one it's your boy mr csa 2 Gazy, new music sunday review He's out. Remember cold nights staring out windows watching my breath fall. Before I was on point with knuckles like that hedgehog Sonic. Used to puff chronic and sip the tonic. In the state of the blue bonnet, where they do get worse than bubonic plague. Especially if you stayed over there off on park. Way before Jeff pushed that lab, the color of cornstarch. We had never worn hearts on our sleeve. Cause the leaf, it breathes and delete all the week. If you speak anything harsh over my hood, you crazy. Word to my mama. They put something in that clip, the same shape as a comma. And go bananas with hammers. If manners is something that you lack in while pushing Anglo-Saxon colored contraband in a land where they ain't wrapped too tight. Grew up around wild boys, no MGK, they was just rapping white. Half my life thought about packing nice ratchets, light all of my mattress, no magnets. I'd attract blackness till I be got this little old Damascus type of journey. Round about the time DK had off himself, often felt that he lost himself to a coffin cause calls for help were never answered. He had to dance with a lot of demons. My clever banter could never recant the life of scheming that I lived when I was out here with G-Mall going live. Before Chops caught them cases and had to go for five. Before Jay Slim caught that egg and had to sit down for eight. Before Lil Charles had that dough and powder, no funnel cake. I was with my running mates. We boxed but had the gun in place. My dogs was like Deion Sanders in the field and running bait. Ugh. Spit guava, I'm a thick juice brewer. Catch you eyeing my wife, I'll pet your eye like Slick Rick Ruler. I got more drive than four lifts and six new Ubers. But my mama hated on me till I blew like a five deuce Hoover. Ugh. No crib, I need more trips and a nose clip. Cause the smell is atrocious. Hope you notice just how cuckoo the flow is. When I'm focused, I am too cool to locust who approach 
learn you something. Elohim taught me how to cook, now I can curve the onion. Boo did, true did, you bit, better suited if you would do that. Contrary to what you see in movies, but that's hard to do when you ain't got no point of reference. I understand your point of view, so I anoint the lessons in my message. Keep my essence. I keep all my flows open-minded so you can see the blessings. Now can you see it? It's a question of the day. Yeah, that's what maybe, but I'm always down to catch your fade. My dog zombies touch more white than ever. Combat state to state, but they know the flow tsunami. Hopefully they catch the wave on my journey. Yeah, so they know the flow tsunami. Hopefully they catch the wave on my journey, 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 journey. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed the show today. And also, make sure y'all follow the show at on Instagram at New Music Sunday Review. And you can follow me at the official, official Mr. CSA2K on IG, as well as Mr. CSA2K on everything else. And once again, I want to thank Curtis Daniels III for sitting down with me and allowing me to get all of his business while dropping some industry nuggets and juice. Now, that was a real dope interview, and I want to commend him on being a trailblazer in his own lane of music and entrepreneurship. So please make sure y'all follow him on Instagram as well as book your next recording session at Patchwork Studios. Now, once again, I want to acknowledge all the radio stations that air this show every Sunday as well as every reshare, repost that I get from each and every one of you listening. Now, I'm very appreciative of every platform, every ear, every fan, every guest, and every subscriber. And while I'm mentioning subscribers, please go and subscribe to the New Music Sunday Review YouTube channel to catch some live footage as well as some very dope interviews, you know what I'm saying, like from some very dope and important people. And also, you can catch past episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts by searching New Music Sunday Review. And before I get up out of here, I want to acknowledge all my Texas, Ohio, Georgia, Chicago, New Jersey, as well as Florida listeners and any other listeners, wherever y'all at, man, I appreciate all y'all. I truly appreciate y'all tuning in with me every Sunday morning. Y'all could be anywhere else but guess what y'all be with me and I truly appreciate that I wouldn't be nothing without y'all so it take fans to make things shake and to make things happen and for that y'all will always be in my prayers you know what I'm saying to continue pushing with what y'all doing and you know what I'm saying I'll be praying I hope to see y'all again you know to experience this Ugh, I'm talking too much okay five four three two one okay I hope y'all enjoyed the show today. And also, make sure y'all follow the show's Instagram at New Music Sunday Review. And you can follow me at the official, official now. I want to acknowledge all my listeners, as well as viewers, from Texas, Ohio, Georgia, Chicago, and New Jersey, and everywhere else. I truly appreciate y'all tuning in every Sunday morning. Y'all could be anywhere else, but it's a blessing that y'all here with me every Sunday morning and I appreciate y'all. Y'all are all appreciated. And also, I want to give a huge shout out to my beautiful family as well as once again a happy belated birthday to my beautiful daughter, Anna Bella Barnes, as well as my kids. And also, to the Plug ATL, DJ Big X, and the Coalition DJs ATL family. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Coalition Kingdom DJs. That's 
the talented Mr. Tibbs, DJ Otre, DJ Focus, and DJ Westwell, and also to the rest of my Coalition DJ's family all over the globe. Now, I'm fixing to get up out of here because I have things to do. So, before I get up out of here, I'm going to leave y'all with some Kingdom Bangers, and y'all can meet me back next Sunday, same time, same stations. So, it's your bonus to CSA 2 crazy, and you have now experienced another New Music Sunday review. So, turn your radios out. Peace out. When I think about Jesus and what he done for me, when I think about Jesus and what he done for me, I can just dance, 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 When I think about Jesus and what he done for me, when I think about Jesus and what he done for me, I can just dance, 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 dance. I got so much to be thankful for. Yeah. I done been down bad, I was on my back. But my God picked me up and put me on track. Lost sight of my goals, but it's okay. Ain't okay. nothing in this world perfect, no way. No. Had a dream, I was talking to God I about my dream. dream. Looked up and he was standing in the doorway. Woo. I done had a breakthrough, I done been paid. Ding, gotta ding. pay them tithes off the money that I make. All this working got me tired, I be feeling like a slave. Gotta stay prayed up till we in the last day. Last kid shouted, brought me back to the church. Stay prayed up, gotta keep God first. Prayed stay up. up on my grind, hope you get up on yours. Jesus, and what done for me? I can just dance, 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 dance.